At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's an emergency finance chat. How exciting. It is John Givens. I'm here with Dave Powell over Zoom. We haven't arranged this because Liverpool have, have somewhat dropped it on us all really that they have found a uh, new investment um containing excitement uh it's not quite as glamorous as maybe some people would like uh but liverpool have found and done a deal with a new minority investor partner um they're called dynasty equity uh i think they're called uh american-based um Jonathan Nelson and Don Cornwall uh, probably got extensive experience investing in sports and entertainment um prior to forming this new group uh, called Dynasty Equity. Um, So to find out a little bit more about who they are, what this all means, and what might be in it for them, uh, Dave Powell um, from Dillipool Echo joins us. Dave, thanks very much. On a busy day for you. It's uh, impromptu. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I haven't worn my best top for you or anything. but um, So first of all, um, a little bit more about this deal then. It's not... uh, a huge one in terms of what might have been, I think, or might might have been expected uh, from some people, but still, I would guess a significant amount of money that is going to help from the operational side of Liverpool, if not necessarily going to take Liverpool to another level. Yeah, I mean, the, this is a deal done to primarily with one purpose initially, and that's to, to pay down bank debt. FSG don't like having um, large amounts of bank debt sitting on the balance sheets um, across their operations. And there's been considerable bank debt at Liverpool. I mean, they've had the obviously the Anfield Road uh, build, uh, the AXA uh, training base build, reports in Melwood, things like that. So this effectively solves that um, that issue. So from my understanding, the cash has already come in and it's gone out. So that's, that's kind of where we're at with it. I think it's between 100 and $200 million. Um, so... It, that'll be reflected on the balance sheet by the time um, the figures are published. So, so it's kind of yeah, it's, it's come in and come out, I believe. Um, and and that what it does is put Liverpool in terms of a financial picture on a, a far sounder footing. Um, it's not explicitly, uh, <laughs> I must stress, to be used for transfers. Um, there'll be no late play for Kylian Mbappe in January or anything like It'd that. Be a shame. Much, <laughs> yeah, it, it's very much uh, it. 
from a financial perspective, it's, it's, I suppose from a fan's perspective, it's a rather dry announcement in terms of it's a very small stake. Um, it's one which could, uh, in, in time, potentially increase uh, as and when the needs need arises for for maybe certain capital um, requirements for the football club. But for the for the time being, it it's, serves its purpose in terms of paying down um, a bank debt. Yeah, just to, just to pick up on a couple of things you, you mentioned there that, that your belief is that the investment is one hundred to two hundred million dollars, which you know isn't small change exactly, but not necessarily what people expected. Do you think we will ever discover what percentage of Liverpool they get for that? Because that would be really interesting, wouldn't it, in terms of the the valuation of Liverpool and and what FSG have managed to secure? But we haven't got the information now, and and maybe never will, or, or will they have to publicise it in, in some way in, in at some point? I think you're talking low single digits, um, if I'm honest. The the we've we've talked about this previously. Valuation valuing football clubs is is there's no set rule to do it. It's usually done a multiple of revenue and Liverpool, you know, Forbes magazine value them at about four point two billion. Um what happens with the sale of Manchester United might determine that how high that goes. That could, you know, the, the stories about the Glazers one in ten billion, which seems ridiculously far fetched to me. Um but ultimately I mean I, I think that four billion plus valuation is probably correct. Um certainly given the fact that you look at Chelsea. So you you're looking at kind of lower um low single fidget uh, single digit figures but the um the interesting parts for for me is the the very clear um kind of re- reaffirmation i suppose of the position that the football club isn't for sale hasn't been for sale and they've kind of closed the book on this minority search now so it's almost you know we had this conversation with colleagues um recently we about how things have started to settle there was so much um, tumult last year, and, and also bleeding into the start of this year off the field. Whether it was the is the football club going to be sold? Uh, is minority investment going to arrive? Who's it going to come from? Is Qatar or Saudi going to come in? Um, and then obviously you had the sporting director issue, uh, likes of Ian Graham leaving, and, and everything struck and struggles on the pitch. And it all and Mike Gordon stepping back to conclude this investment deal or to seek out this investment deal. So, but now Mike Gordon's back in the fold. Um, Tom Werner been very visible past week or so um, and there is a, a far more settled outlook and I think this draws a line under that period of tumult maybe that the FSG were witnessing because it's I mean they have a lot of you know they're, they face a lot of criticism over transfer spend etc but one thread that has followed out through through their ownership has been one of their strategists they have strategy in place and it's worked well but past 12 months or so, I think this investment story has probably made it seem like there's so much chaos, they don't know what they're doing, etc. But I think this probably draws a line under it and it's quite clear from the, the language of and the tone of the um, the release, etc. and the people I've spoken to that this is kind of the, the, the chapter's been closed on this. Uh, no sale, uh, the uh, the ITKs and the rumours can stop and it's um, it's kind of business as usual moving forward and trying to find ways to grow the grow the business to support what happens on the pitch, I suppose. To try and look for some positives from supporters uh, for this, then um, you mentioned there that this this chapter is over and you know business as usual, and and that'll obviously disappoint some people, and I, I understand that you know there'll be people who, who wanted something more 
um, more substantial than this in terms of minority ownership or indeed a, a change of ownership in in total. It doesn't look like those people are, well, are going to get their way. They're not going to get their way, certainly not in the, in the short term. But what it might, how it might help fans, um, I guess, is it does feel like, you know, it has been something that, that, that has been going on that's maybe dragged Mike Gordon away a little bit. There's been others who've had to sort of step into their... Um, into into shoes and then but then who steps into their shoes and stuff like that so if billy hogan's doing bits of mike gordon's job then who's doing bits of billy hogan's job or is billy poor billy hogan not being able to sleep you know that the idea of having okay well this is done now and we're all moving forward whatever with that plan is and, and we're driving forward together and we're all we're all now focused on the well what i believe is the the most important thing of liverpool winning football man matches is a good thing, I guess. Guess for fans, you know, regardless of kind of, you know, whether whether you believe that they are the right people to be doing it. Yeah, I mean, it, I, 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 we, we talk about this often. I, I, I come at this from a from a different viewpoint. Obviously, a lot of the time because of, um, it, I, I'm, you know, I, my allegiances in football lie very much down further down the pyramid in terms of, um, and financial sustainability and things is something which I'm actually quite. Quite passionate about. However, the um, I think the narrative around this was going to create transfer fund. Obviously, that comes from the media, of which I'm a part of. Yeah, um, oh, me too. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's um, I, the, I find a lot with a lot of these things, you'd be very hard pressed to go back and say, well, we're looking um, to to invest heavily in the transfer market, so we need to recapitalise the business. Obviously, you, I think what happened almost with what what's been seen at Chelsea is when it kind of that. Heavy investment goes. I mean, it could could be right in the long term. Who knows? I mean, no one's got a crystal ball, but there hasn't so much been investment in strategy there. It's been an investment, and in, you know, it, it's been portrayed as strategy because they're looking further down the line in terms of these players will come good eventually. But um, there's a lot of risk attached to that. Whereas FSG are kind of risk averse, uh, always have been really. I mean, they are they. I think that's the frustration of of supporters, and I kind of understand that in terms of people want more investment. It's not so much more investment. I don't think most Liverpool fans aren't just craving just pay whatever it is for whatever players. I think a lot of this comes down to yeah, great. The business is in a healthy position, which is important. I mean, and and people you see people kind of say, oh, you have to hark back to Hicks and Gillette, etc. Again, you know. that's been done and dusted. Yeah, it was, but it's always important to remember the point from where this all began. However, I think the criticism has been not investing at the right times when not a huge amount was needed to to change things around and to maintain that level of dominance they, they had through kind of 2018 to, to 2021. So it's, um, it's not going to provide more... Um, it's, it's not there for a transfer war chest. What it does is strengthen the balance sheet, which means it doesn't, you know, interest repayments on loans aren't sitting on the balance sheet there's they've got you know access to credit if they need it etc so um and the whole thing with liverpool is a strong balance sheet and, and the more money that can come into the club that's has a direct impact in terms of what happens on the pitch so indirectly will this have a an effect further on down the line maybe in some way shape or form in terms of recruitment because of the fact it may free up money elsewhere which would have been going on interest payments etc but um in the main, this is you know this this is very much a business decision around you know keeping this debt off the off the balance sheet. So um, yeah, it, I think people who were expecting huge funds, enormous transfer budget, etc., 
Um, might be disappointed, but I don't think it was ever on the cards. I mean, the takeover was never mooted. The conversations with Qatar and Saudi were, never took place, um, etc. So it's it's kind of, I think it probably is what, what FSG said it would be all along. You know, it's the right partner. And, and there's a lot of simpatico relationships which exist between um, uh, uh, Dynasty Equity and, and, and FSG, you know, so uh, David Ginsburg is a senior advisor to, to Dynasty Equity. He is a board member at FSG, so he's one of the partners. He's a former board member at Liverpool. Um, so, you know, the, these are these are people they know, they work with. Um, there's also, the, you know, they've, they've been involved in deals um, with, with kind of, Jonathan Nelson and, and Don Cornwell previously, so they, they'll know him from Morgan Stanley when when Don Cornwell worked there. So they're people they know, people they trust, and they're kind of it is passive investment in terms of it solves an issue. But um, I think they have the capabilities and the and the skill set to maybe further on down the line, which was mentioned in the in the release that that kind of FSG would Liverpool could expand this um, this partnership in 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 time i think the people that they'll go in into business with the people that they have they are already aligned with um and that have a particular skill set about growing businesses and especially media and entertainment businesses and the things we spoke over in the past which they've had a had, had a big say in investing in I mean, the yes networks one um which which um, jonathan nelson had a say in uh which redbird capital did as well so there's a simpatico relationship which exists across fsg and that's kind of continued with this I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I guess the question is what's in it for them then because we, we understand what's in it for FSG because it clears this debt, it allows the the, the club to, to run itself day-to-day more, more effectively and you know, we do hope as supporters that helps us eventually. You know, if there is a, you know, if if Liverpool have a club to try and break even, if there's there's less sorts of debt repayments, then there hopefully be money uh, for other things. I'm clinging on to that day, whether you like it or not. Uh, but anyway, um, but what is in it for Dennis the Equity? Because it's a football club which currently doesn't pay dividends uh, to its owners, and we would imagine that to to remain the, the case until told otherwise. 
Um, this is a suggestion. Move is a suggestion that FSG are in it for the relatively long haul. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I don't know what that, that constitutes in terms of years, but I'd be surprised on the back of today and on the back of, you know, generally what we know about them, whether we're for, for sale in the next sort of, let's say, three to five years. And so it's, what what is in it, do you believe, for, for Dynasty Equity? I think that five years is... Um... Is, is not far wrong, really. It could be longer, could be 10 years. But um, th- there are some investors that will um, just seek dividends um, or interest payments from loans made to business, etc. This is an equity stake. So um, there'll be no dividends paid to, to Dynasty, etc. What is it in it for them is um, a lot of investment now from the US in particular, they see the value proposition in, in terms of European football, especially Premier League football and the biggest teams. Um, Liverpool's value is likely only going to rise over the next three, four, five years, probably pushing six, seven billion by you know by the time. And that's 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 I don't think that's um, kind of a, a big reach or anything like that because if you look at the NFL, um, the NBA, etc., a lot of those valuations already sit at around the, this five, six, seven billion mark. Obviously, those are protected leagues with bigger media rights deals, but. There's a change coming in terms of the Premier League is eventually going to have to give out longer deals. The, the cycle at the moment is three years, and that to broadcasters isn't long enough because they have to tender for that business again uh, quite soon after. So all the huge costs that's involved in setting up and winning these these bids um, can be for just two years, really. Uh, and that's a, that's a heavy outlay. So um, I think if the, the Premier League offer more... Um, offer longer periods in terms of a cycle, you'll see more bidders, higher prices, and that in turn will raise valuations of the biggest teams. So I think this is a sign that FSG are in this for a considerable amount of time yet because um, Dynasty Equity and FSG are aligned in terms of the people that work there. They will know the longer-term picture. So when FSG exit, Dynasty will likely exit, and that will be, though, looking for a considerable return and that is probably going to um, be something which arrives in the next four, five, six, seven years, whatever it takes. In terms of, it depends how how well you know if the valuations keep on rising um, considerably, you know, year after year after year, they'll they'll stay in until such time it starts to maybe plateau and think, well, maybe now is the time to exit. So, um, I just think it points to I think it's the clearest indication yet of uh, a long term strategy and plan to, to to remain as custodians and owners of Liverpool. Um, because ultimately, what's in it for Dynasty? To to answer your your, your point, is um, the the value which is created over the next few years. At, at which point they will realise their the return on their investment. Yeah, and the other investments. So presumably the the the, the fairly sort of relaxed about that. It was interesting. One thing I read about them when I was quickly trying to research is that the uh, I've got a line here. Dynasty is focused on acquiring minority interest in sports franchises <laughs> and other related assets and rights. Um, which you know suggests that this kind of thing, maybe not on the scale of Liverpool, but this kind of thing is what they're used to doing. And also it suggests that they're not um got a great deal of interest in, in running football clubs themselves, which I guess is good news. You know, the last thing we want is someone coming in, buying a chunk and then starting trying to tell Jürgen what to do. Um I think, you know, regardless of what you think of FSG, um having, you know, <laughs> two competing owners never sort of seems to work well. So the fact that these people seem, you know, minority interests is what they do. Uh, they they want to, 
you know, buy some shares and, like you say, sell them at some point in the future for, for more money than, you know, considerably more money than what they, they bought them for. And so I think that's an important thing, isn't it? These aren't suddenly people who are going to be in our lives as fans. No, I, I don't think there's any element of operational control which is being handed over here. In fact, there isn't any element of operational control. It's um, it's an investment deal um, been concluded and then they'll just try and wait for, you know, they'll buy their time and wait for the return. I mean, they could exit their position earlier than than they needed to if they if they needed the, the cash for other um, other endeavours. But I don't think they have any inclination for team ownership or to be involved in the decision-making process. It doesn't seem in, the, in their kind of modus operandi, I suppose, or... Um, it, they they take minority positions, and that there's a lot of US firms that do that. Um, Arctos don't take. I mean, they're a minority stakeholder in FSG. Um, they don't take majority positions in, in teams. They don't want to be team owners. They want to um, have a stake in leagues, realize that value proposition when it increases, and also partner with rights holders and things. So, um, people like uh, Dynasty Equity, Arctos, um, Brewing Capital, Redbird, etc. They invest in also the businesses around sports whether it's data um media entertainment content all that type of thing um they in, invest in those businesses around sport because they obviously they they're in their kind of healthy returns in those linked to the the continued um consumption of sport and popularity of it so yeah uh, there'll be nothing changing from that respect it's still very much fsg will hold the keys and the and are driving the, the car i suppose so um, it, I, I, given the fact that they state their position very clearly, that it's minority that they take minority invest, and they're a new firm as well. So this is they're a new firm, collating decades worth of industry experience, and they're setting this all out now. So I imagine over the next twelve eighteen months, we'll start seeing a lot more dynasty equity deals, which are concluded for minority stakes. A lot of it might maybe in North American sport. Uh, I believe there's a focus there in terms of. Uh, the um, the NBA, NFL, etc. But obviously, you know they they could end up moving into some of the other FSG owned entities, whether it's the Red Sox or um, the Pittsburgh Penguins, or when FSG acquire an NBA team, which they will undoubtedly at some stage. Um, yeah, so so there's a potential there, but for the time being, nothing really has has changed. This is a kind of a fairly um, straightforward business transaction, and we've. Um, we chatted for about 25 minutes about it anyway. So. We haven't done that long. You might have seen the thing. You know, <laughs> sometimes being in my company does tend to drag, but I think... Uh, I, I'm always I'm always welcome. I'm always uh, <laughs> always delighted to be in your company, Gibber. Well, 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 we will round up. Uh, I will take the hint. And we'll, we'll sort of say that, you know, <laughs> this is, this is a, um, a deal that, you know, you would... We, when we spoke in the past, there, there was an idea that maybe one of the investors would come in with, first of all, a minority investment and then become the majority investments. It doesn't look like these these are the kind of organizations. Not, not to say that they won't, and this is me very much plugging figures out the uh, the air, uh, go from 2% to 5% at some point if that suits sort of everyone. That's not to say that that won't happen, but you'd be surprised looking at these uh, individuals and you say new group that that they are the next owners to uh, of Liverpool Football Club. It's, it, it seems more likely that they'll be profiting from whoever the next football club owners are. Yeah, and I think you're correct. I, I thought um, initially uh, the idea of, of bringing on board someone who could potentially kind of accrete that a minority stake into a majority one would be the direction of, that they headed in. Um, and so 
initially there's a little bit of surprise maybe that it wasn't but um looking at the kind of people that they've they've partnered with it kind of chimes in with what they were saying about wanting to work with the right people people that are aligned with with what they're trying to do it won't just be totally passive i mean they'll be able to tap into their expertise in in other markets you know because because don cornwell and and jonathan nelson in particular are two people with um considerable experience across a, a breadth of sporting industries um so but you know, I, I don't see it. I don't envisage this being something which, um, certainly not in the in the short to medium term, um, sees sees them accrete a stake into a majority one, just because it doesn't fit in with what the the the, the actual goal of the the of dynasty equity is in the first place, and it's a it's a new firm, etc. So this is you know this is an entry level for them now. You know that they'll. Get a healthy return. Maybe they increase that stake over time, and and an increase in that stake means that Liverpool can recapitalise the business further on down the down the line and bring more money in as and when they need to. So, um, but for the time being, it solves a, um, a, a an issue for for FSG. Uh, last question: Do you think they're happy today, FSG? Do you think the pleased with all this has been sort of a long time coming? But they've got something. Um, do you think? Uh, I mean, I don't know if the big smilers or what uh, at FSG. But do you, do you think this, is, this feels like a good day for them? Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, it's kind of what they they said they were looking for. Um, solves a need that they wanted, and it gives them some uh, leeway maybe in the future to open that relationship out a little bit more. Um, they're very particular in terms of who they work with uh, and, and the type of you know the type of investment they bring on board. And this is you know it's considerable. It's the first time really they've they've you know they've relaxed any of their interest in Liverpool. Obviously, Redbird took a. a an 11% stake in, in the overall business and, and have an indirect um, interest in Liverpool, I suppose, but that is indirect. Um, and, and also given the fact that they, Redbird acquired AC Milan last year, already owned Toulouse, I, I think the idea of them taking a minority stake in Liverpool would have just complicated an already difficult issue that they've had to kind of um, cope with in Toulouse with the potential that AC Milan and Toulouse could meet each other and, and etc. I think, or I don't think there was any, there was never a, um, an inclination of, of Redbird to increase their stake and, and kind of become more involved with Liverpool, um, but for you know this this allows FSG to bring in on board people in, that they trust, I suppose, and 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 has the possibility to expand in the future. But it solves a real need. I think they'll be as happy as as they can be. But then it's um, attention to at the moment. I think they're very happy because you know, the football team are winning and um, there's not. There's not been many planes in the sky, so um, <laughs> I think for the time being, they're probably quite pleased. Well, they are winning. Uh, well, the football team's winning. Uh, not quite them, uh, but Dominic Samos like uh, who the boss is kicking balls in the goal, yeah. and that is always uh, the main thing. So thanks to Dave Powell uh, for getting what we could uh, out of today. I uh, hope you've enjoyed that. Uh, I'm sure he'll be writing something for the Liverpool Echo very, very soon as well, if not out already, if you want to sort of check that out and put a little bit more meat on the bones, if that meat does indeed exist. Uh, but cheers, Dave. I appreciate your time. Always, Dom. Always. Sports Social Podcast Network.